found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Tuesday edition of Tidbits. This is the 10th day of 2023. Only 10 days in. It seems we should be deeper. <laughs> Doesn't it? it really it's crazy. Does. But that's what January is all about. But here we are. Yeah. Ready for yet another day. Have your car insurance premiums gone up? That you've realized or... I mean, they went up because we added a new driver. Okay. So they went up significantly. Okay. And then I emailed and said, can we take a look at this? This went up a little bit too high. <laughs> and um, they did some digging around. Some digging. Yeah. Checked some other companies. And got me a fantastic rate. Okay. There wasn't a whole lot. It may have even cheaper than before. No kidding. Yeah, it was crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it was It was crazy. But the amount it went up was like astronomical. It was yeah. like. Yeah, that's not uh, yeah. never a pleasant whammy. No. But on, on the whole, car insurance premiums are climbing by 8.4%. Says it uh, has now reached an average of $1,780 this year. Biggest increase in six years. Wow. Due to rising costs of replacement parts and repairs. Giving the, oh, the old inflation. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> According to a report, motorists in Michigan, Florida, and Rhode Island will pay well above average costs, as will those with a record of driving violations and owners of Teslas <laughs> and other fancy electric vehicles. ValuePenguin.com. <laughs> <laughs> A consumer's spending site that released its findings on Monday. We need a name that people will take serious. We need a name that, that just speaks, you know, gravitas and... Uh, let's go with Value Penguin. Yes, that. We're going with Value Penguin. It says the average American motorist... Come on. We'll pay $1,780 this year, but those in some states will be hurt much more. If you're in Michigan, you'll fork out an average of $4,788. What is it in Michigan, man? What's going on? <laughs> well, above the national average due to the state's stringent minimum insurance requirements. So I guess you've got to have, you know, I don't know what their minimums are. Floridians, they'll pay about 2856 bucks, And Rhode Island, 2748 Michigan is way up there. Man, that's... But the map they give us, right? Yeah. Okay, it says average car insurance rate changes by state. Okay. All right, Michigan is 6.6%. That's it. Florida is 6.9. Okay. Versus, oh, this is 21 over 22. Okay. All right. All right. So since last year, they've gone up 6.6. .6. Okay. Indiana, 10.9. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Illinois, 17.1. Yeah. Wow. It says the biggest hike will affect Illinois, 17%. There you go. Arizona, 15.6. New Hampshire, 13.6%. Those with records for traffic violations and accidents... 
will see premiums grow by more than half. Those with speeding tickets will see an average hike of $2,194. You know what? You're going to create a whole bunch of uninsured motorists. Okay? <laughs> They're not going to be able to... You're not wrong. I mean, that's what's going to happen. If you've got a DUI, you'll pay $3,281 extra. <laughs> it's just going to... You know, and then... You know, everybody's supposed to have insurance. You know, that was a state requirement. You've got yes. to, you know, you got to prove it. Yeah. When you go to the license branch, you got to prove it. Years ago, you had to prove it. Mm-hmm. Now they don't make you prove it anymore. And there's, and your insurance, at least mine offers, uninsured motorist. Yeah. Because, you know, odds are, and it seems like if you look at the 50% of the accidents will feature at least one mm-hmm. uninsured motorist. Yep. And if you don't have that, you're you're really screwed. Yeah. Owners of top-end electric cars are among the worst hit. Drivers of Porsche <laughs> Taycans will pay an average of three thousand five hundred seventy-six for their premium this year, while those driving the Tesla Model Y will pay thirty-one hundred ten bucks. Wow. I'm trying to think, I pay, but I've got vehicle motorcycle home mm-hmm. all in one payment you know yeah and you know and that makes it convenient mm-hmm. you just you know but it's you know it's high to me <laughs> my house replacement value in my book is only about two hundred dollars <laughs> you know it's you're not gonna build me a seventy five thousand eighty thousand right whatever you know it's the replacement cost is they're not gonna give me that okay it's you never know well <laughs> oh, sorry. This there's, happened in January. <laughs> there's, there's Ooh. my check for two thousand dollars. We can you. only give you six percent of the. <laughs> so anyway, and look you, for your you insurance into court, and it's a whole thing. <laughs> insurance rates are higher. They're just higher. Inflation, you know. Yeah, yeah, inflation. Well, it was a snoozer last night for the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia routes TCU 65 to 7. Jeez. 65 to 7. That, I, I, I totally forgot it was on. Yeah. Started off rather competitive in the first, uh, you know, quarter. But after that, it was just, uh, it was all over. TCU, the first Cinderella team of the playoff era, never had a chance. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> never had a chance. It makes you wonder, you know, but they beat Michigan, you know, and uh, yeah. no team has ever scored more points in a national championship game <laughs> dating back to the beginning of the BCS, which started in 1998. Man. Oh, there were some other blowouts, including Notre Dame. <laughs> Alabama's 28-point blowout of Notre Dame in 2013. But, uh, again, this far exceeds that. So that uh, Nebraska ran all over Florida, 38 points and 96 Fiesta Bowl. 36 points from USC over Oklahoma in the 2005 Orange Bowl. There have been many a blowout, my friend, but that's the greatest. <laughs> I remember watching the, uh, the Alabama Notre Dame game and just giving up. I'm just like, I can't watch this. I can't. I can't do this. 
I have to believe that's what many folks were doing last night. I, yeah. You knew they were outmanned. Right. You hoped for an upset. But it just never developed. Yep. It is 6.30. We'll uh, take a break. We've got uh, a look at weather and uh, news, of course, with Karen. And we'll return with more tidbits. On average, we talked about this, I think, last week, maybe, mm-hmm. about how much water we drink. Yeah. Was that last week? Yeah. And uh, we'll tell you what the average person drinks per day. Okay. And it's far below the recommended guideline. probably pretty yeah. pathetic, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So we'll do that when we come back with Tidbits. This is Tidbits. Well, I used my modern methods for checking for rain. Okay. Hand in air. <laughs> and checking of the windshield. Ah, because uh, at the time it was not raining when I was out, but it had sprinkled, according to our windshields. Okay. So we have seen some light rain, but right, uh, then. as of right now, nothing at our location. Now we know. That's the modern method of forecasting rainfall. Now, when it comes to water drinking, I told you it's like I just don't. Right. According to a recent study, the average person drinks just four glasses of water a day, with most hydrating through beverages like tea and coffee instead. That's less than half the recommended daily amount of eight glasses a day. Now, I'm thinking eight eight ounce, is that what they're supposed to be? 64 ounces, I think, is what they recommend. Yeah. 64% 64% are aware they should drink more water than they do. Are you supposed to, aren't you supposed to take your weight and that's what you're supposed to drink? Is that houses? what it is? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's so much water. There's so much water. <laughs> You'd be blocking, yeah. <laughs> Sound like a water bed. Ugh. 49% claim they often forget throughout the day to drink. The research, you forget all oh. Now, if I do something, anything at all, moderately active, I get thirsty. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. The research also found four in ten weren't sure how much they drank in a typical day. 24% are just too busy to fit regular sips into their schedule. I have far too much going on to sit and drink water. (laughs) No. When it comes to spotting dehydration... 44% say they recognize the dark color of their urine as a telltale sign that they need to drink more water. Dry mouth, headaches, dry lips (laughs) followed as key signs that it might be time for another glass of agua. So I I, I had it wrong. And then this is... Okay. Okay, so we got a text and you're right. Texture. Thank you. Um, It's your weight divided by two. Okay. And then that's how many ounces. Weight divided by two? Yes. That's like far more than the daily recommended allowance. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. That's funny. I, and I know it. it's just... I. Now, to me, water is the best when you're really parched. You've been doing something. You've been, you know, sure. you're hot. Nothing better than well water out of the hose. Oh, there you go. Well, there you you go. know, back in the old days, you know, you don't start too early. It's going to be hot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you, you let it run a little bit. Oh, man, that, you know, that's good water. Just good water. 
But um, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, the bottled water industry is huge, mm-hmm. as you well know. And I don't know. In today's world, though, you see people always carrying a bottle with them. Always. Yeah. Do you always carry your chug-a-lug mug? Depends on the day. Depends yeah. on what I got going on. Okay. Depends on many factors. Okay. Like later in the day, yeah. If you're driving, yes. Let's say you got to make yourself, you got to transport yourself. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to have a chug a lug with you? Sometimes when, I do. Okay. Yeah. All Sometimes right. I take a. Uh, Does it vary in beverage? No. Okay. Typically, it's always my uh, my sugar free Tang drink. Okay. Sugar free, off brand Tang. <laughs> it's called Morning Delight. It's fantastic. Okay. So you're addicted. <clears throat> As a child, oh, it's you, so good. You loved Tang. Yeah, so good. I just actually this stuff. Um, when I cut my toe off, yeah, and I was bedridden, <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't be on my feet. I got it. I uh, discovered it, and it's just. It's been my favorite. Been a part since. of your world since that was 2014. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Well, at least you. It's got to have some benefits, doesn't it? I would think so. My, my, now my wife is like, C? my wife is like, this doesn't count as water. <laughs> I'm like, but it's sugar free. Come on, it's sugar free. It's still liquid, and so so it's flavored. But it's got to have some like vitamin C enrichment or something, doesn't it? Doesn't it say that. I don't know. I've never high in vitamin C. Does it have a little smiley face? <laughs> I've never really looked that closely at the uh, at the label. Okay. But it is sugar-free. Yeah. Okay. It's great. <laughs> uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> I, and typically, I have just a like a jug of it in the okay. in the fridge. So you make it up. Do you do your own? Um, 90% of the time. <laughs> okay. But occasionally, Lindsay will be, you know, she notices I'm running low or running out, and she'll just make one of them. That's food, nice. So. That's always nice. Here's a uh, family from Connecticut found a black bear hibernating under their deck <laughs> and they've welcomed the animal to stay as long as the bear remains a respectful tenant <laughs> okay a little over a week ago they were in their backyard when their dog began growling at something near the pool well the boyfriend saw a black bear staring back at him from underneath the pool's deck unlike other bears he'd seen in the backyard <laughs> It's quite common in Connecticut, evidently. Uh, Apparently. It's just a bear. This one doesn't appear interested in returning to the forest. <laughs> well, why would he? He's in the lap of luxury. They, they say he's been super chill. He hasn't really moved, and they've decided to nickname the bear Marty. <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah. That's a great name. I approve. That That's fantastic. The man says an employee with Connecticut's Department of Environmental Protection, DEEP, <laughs> told him to let the bear be if it wasn't causing issues and that it's likely the animal would leave by the end of January. So you've got till the end of the month and get out. If, there you go. If the bear does cause issues, the agency told him that blowing an air horn, <laughs> so you got to go buy one of those, and flashing bright lights could get him to leave. <laughs> could. If all else fails, Deep will come and remove the bear. <laughs> the agency warns, however, to never approach or feed a bear near your home, as bears will defend themselves if a person gets too close. 
If a black bear does approach you, <laughs> Deep advises you go on the offensive <laughs> by shouting at it or waving your arms ah! and, <laughs> and walking, ah! <laughs> walking slowly away. Hmm. <laughs> Matthew, that was a perfect does that, example. Does that work? That, I mean, is that really going to work? <laughs> While you're walking slowly While away. While you're walking away, yeah. I don't know. I, wouldn't that be weird, though? Indiana's not probably had a bear since, what, 1800-something? Probably not. You know, I, but it'd just be so strange. You know, Tennessee, they're quite common. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Out there, uh, where this story comes from, Connecticut, Connecticut they're quite there. common. It seems like they're uh, Michigan. They've got them. Right. I would think eventually, aren't they going to come back? You would think so. Don't we have rattlesnakes? Okay, <laughs> haven't they? Haven't they come to the state of Indiana? Have do we? I gosh, I can't. I'm imagine. thinking we do. Now we've got some folks out there listening. I'm sure that are quite informed on that. But I'm pretty sure we've we've had some rattlesnakes. Well, we had the gator that was living in the pond. True. In what was it, uh, Whitley County? <laughs> there it is, you know, you fishing, <laughs> you know, and you see these eyes poking out of the water. The last thing you'd expect to find there. All right, here we go. So Matt's here we looking. go. Um, where are rattlesnakes in Indiana? Okay. Hilly forests like those found in <laughs> <laughs> like those found in Brown. Okay. Brown County. See so you hiking. Well, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Look at the leaves. Look at oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monroe, Morgan uh, suit the secretive lifestyle of the venomous snake, according to Purdue Extension Wildlife Specialist Brian McGowan. There is no there is no reliable estimate of the number of timber rattlesnakes living in Indiana. There could be 10, there could be 10,000. We don't know. <laughs> so I know they're here. Yeah. Now, I was, this was years ago. I was looking for a rural property. I was going to be a, what do you call it, a hobby farmer. <laughs> I was going to maybe have a llama, a cow, you know. Sure. Something like that. Right. But I needed something in the neighborhood of 10 acres and about 50 grand. Okay, that's all I could pay. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> which is plenty to get your, yeah. your farm off the ground. But there was this one location that you know it was for sale, right? And uh, in, in the basement, I'm wondering, you know, what the situation truly was. But there was a sign that said, "Don't enter rattlesnake," and and that was in this neck of the woods. Are you serious? Now, was there really one in there, or is it just trashed up and you don't want us seeing it? Okay. <laughs> There's one good way to keep me from looking. Are you willing to find snake. out? <laughs> Are you willing to find out? No, no, I'm not. So, so they are here. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, you, you know, and occasionally, I suppose they would come up in this neck of the woods. They travel. Okay. What's the average range of a rattlesnake? How far will they travel, Matt? Can you look that up? Do they have their own territory? Do they stay within like? How far? You know, a half you, mile of their homeland. Here we go. How far do rattlesnakes travel? Here we go. Um, <laughs> we, we can learn anything on this show. <laughs> this is true. 
<laughs> up to five miles from their no den. Kidding. In the last decade or so, some exciting research has emerged on the social lives of rattlesnakes and their use of winter dens. For many years, science assumed snakes were basically solitary animals and interacted primarily for mating. But apparently now they will travel up to five miles okay. to go hook up. Hmm. So it's kind of like long distance dating. Yeah. Okay. Now here's a, a texture that indicates Indiana has had black bears in southern and extreme northern Indiana over the last five years. But they say usually they get killed on the road. Because, you know, we're not looking for a bear to pop out of the... You know, oh, yeah. You're looking yeah. for deer. Yeah. You're not necessarily looking for a bear. So, uh, thank you for that information. Someone, I did, someone else texted us. Went to Sevierville, Tennessee, and which is... Yeah, that's forged. right down there in Dollyville. Yeah. yeah. Um, and couldn't leave in the evening because of a bear at our resort. <laughs> Stay in your rooms. <laughs> Stay in your rooms. It's, uh, you know, quite common down there. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, this is something. I, uh, how's this happen? This is from San Antonio, Texas. Okay, a man walked out onto his front porch. Okay, it's always da 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 da. Grab the paper, have a cup of coffee. What is this? Yeah, spotted something unusual clinging to a pillar. It's called a kawatamundi. Kawatamundi. It's a South American raccoon. Now, where did it what come did, from? Where did this come from? It's commonly referred to as a kawati, and he found it on his front porch. <laughs> That's like finding a, a totally different worm or a bug. Right. We've discovered some weird bugs. It's like imagine walking out and there's a chimp just hanging out, you know? <laughs> hey. hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Now, where did this thing where did it come from, Matt? I don't know. Someone had it as a pet. Of course, surely. he wasn't sure what kind of creature it was. It's, it freaked me out. It was looking at him. He knew that it needed help. Kawatis are common in the exotic pet trade, okay, but there they're not legal to own in San Antonio. It says the owner of the Kawati was located in the same hood and told them they could face a $2,000 fine now for keeping that pet. Wow. Texas Parks and Wildlife loaded up the young mammal and transferred it to the Wildlife Rescue and Rehab Center. I just did. <laughs> yeah, chimp. I, <laughs> just imagine that. You walk out, you get your paper, and there's... <laughs> <laughs> or in those countries where you can just sit there on the street and there are those and little they, monkeys. They come up and they yeah, like and they take, take your, your crap. They, yeah. You know. Yeah. They bug you. They jump on you. They pee on you. All sorts of things. <laughs> what a life that'd be. <laughs> right? I want to go there. <laughs> and uh, this, uh, oh my, look at the time. I don't think we have time for this story. Well. I was going to talk about uh, scientists in Switzerland collecting poop from all over the world. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Not sure we need this. They believe the excrement could be the key to saving humanity from extinction, see? Because the gut, you know, and the, the yeah. stuff that's in there, maybe you'll lose that through the generations and that could reestablish you. Okay. Just from the bacteria in your, your gut. All right, then.
I'll give it. What do you do there? Do you ask for collections? Ah, yeah, I'll give. <laughs> I got one coming. <laughs> give me about uh, 20 minutes. I'll be right back. I'll give you a little something. <laughs> so there you go. 3,000 samples have been collected so far. Their goal is 100,000. Okay. So, so there's a chance. Yeah. So I guess if you really want to look it up, you can send them <laughs> self-addressed stamped envelope. What do you do? Put it in a shoebox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> get mom's best Tupperware. <laughs> Be sure to burp it out. All right, we got to go. Uh, we got to see. Uh, I told you we should have okay. done this story. All right, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.